Queen of Brains podcast, episode four. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Queen of Brains podcast. My name is Michelle and I am speaking clearly. I beaten I have beaten my allergies. This is a this is a feat of wonder for me because I never thought I was going to get over it. I was sniffling and sneezing and doing all kinds of gross nasal stuff for like 2 weeks, almost 3 weeks, and I'm finally now speaking clearly. So this is a marvelous day for me, and I was really excited to record this podcast today because I can speak. It's great. Anyway, I have a great interview today. I spoke with a man from the UK who has created a zombie-themed board game. But first, I'm going to get into the zombie bite of the week. This week's zombie bite of the week comes to us from North Carolina. Good old North Carolina, US of A. So we got a guy... Not going to get into any names or anything, but there's a guy who gets pulled over for a routine traffic stop. Regular whatever. He just gets pulled over. The police run his information and he comes up as dead. He comes up as a deceased person. So the story here is that two years ago, this guy goes on vacation to Venezuela and he leaves behind about $8 million of debt here in the in the States. And uh, yeah, $8 million, of course, that's enough to want to run away. I have a credit card bill of like $900 and it's giving me sweats. But $8 million, yeah, that's enough to want to fake your own death. I would consider it. So he goes to Venezuela, <clears throat> claims that he died from illness, uh, claims that his body was cremated, and uh, a death certificate is produced and they give the death certificate to the insurance company and the insurance companies pay out like nine million dollars so he's just living his life gets get got that money i guess whatever moved to north carolina oh yeah he was from florida originally okay so he moves to north carolina first of all if you're running away from florida i would probably have stayed in venezuela you know you could learn spanish or Portuguese, whatever you sp- they speak there. You could, you could pick it up after a while. It's not that hard. Why would you come back to the States? Why would you do that? Ugh. Anyway, he's uh, living his new life in North Carolina, gets pulled over on a routine traffic stop, and it all comes tumbling down. And now he's facing fraud charges. So not exactly uh, not exactly a zombie, but undead. Definitely, that, that counts, because he was officially dead for like two years until he got caught. So I guess the moral of the story is, if you're going to fake your own death, uh, don't get caught. Learn from this guy. All right. Next up is my interview with Matt Tidbury. Matt Tidbury is uh, a lovely chap. Lovely chap from the UK. I'm sorry, Matt. If you hear that, I'm sorry. It just slipped out. I've been replaying our interview for this episode, and I got the accent in my head. Uh, No, but he was great. Uh, He's from the UK. He developed this... Uh, this board game called City of Zombies. And 
what happens is it's it's for kids and it teaches them math skills. Um, it sharpens up, you know, their mental math, just quick being able to do, you know, the basic functions, addition, subtraction, division, multiplication, squares, you know, square roots, stuff like that. Um, but there you play as a team and you play as a, a team of survivors, uh, heroes who are out to defeat zombies in a zombie apocalypse. And it's really interesting, the concept I but I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to start the interview and you'll see he put a lot of thought into it and it sounds really great. And he, <laughs> he developed it for his daughter. He wanted his daughter to be better at math. I think that is adorable and that's a good a reason as any to create a board game. So without further ado, here it is. Matt Tidbury about his board game, City of Zombies. So um, I looked into, you know, what the game is, and and so basically it's, and I hate to make the comparison because I don't know if you feel like that, but um, like Hooked on Phonics was kind of a thing. Did you have that over there in in the UK? Was that a big thing or no? No, no, not really. Oh, okay. So Hooked on Phonics. What's that? So when I was young, um, Hooked on Phonics was a thing that, it was like a board game for kids that helped them with, like, vocabulary and reading and stuff like that. Okay. But, but they did it playing a game, so it felt like you're learning, but you're having fun. And I kind of get the feeling that that's what yours is like. Very much so, yes. Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's a maths game. Right. Uh, so it's got, uh, effectively, it's a maths game wrapped in a zombie theme. But it's actually a really fun game. And um, most of the kids that play it don't realise how much maths they're doing. And it's basically all just loads of different mental maths. And it works with lots of different abilities. So it doesn't really matter. It works with whatever maths you know. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just like that. It, it, uh, it, it's a fun game that you play. And as you play it, you, you, you learn and hopefully improve your maths. So do you find that parents are more reaching out to you? Like, what is your success rate over there? Because I honestly, and I'm sorry to tell you, but I hadn't heard of it until I searched for it. So I assume that you have more success in the UK than you do here. Well, it's, it's really is at the moment. It is, it is UK focused, though I'd love okay. to get it into the States because it's a, it's a great game. But um, <clears throat> I've had it made in the UK. And the problem I've got uh, is a purely uh, one purely about shipping. So the cost to ship a product from here to the States uh, costs an awful lot more than a, somebody in the States shipping a product to us. Right. Um, you know, it, it's a ridiculous amount. So what I'm trying to do is find either a publisher or a distributor in, uh, in America who can fulfill the American and Canadian market. I've got, uh, I've sold a few games to America and Canada already and Australia and New Zealand, uh, but people have to pay you know, an exorbitant shipping rate, yeah. in my opinion. And I'd love to be able to ship it at a, at a decent price. But uh, the game's um, very well made. It uses very high-quality materials, and it ends up weighing uh, just over, around about a kilo and a half. And to ship that, for some particular, for some bizarre reason, from, from here to America, costs anything from £18, which is probably around about 25 bucks, $25, up to... Probably a hundred dollars, which is just crazy. Yikes! I know, I know, it is absolutely ridiculous, and I don't well, know why it's so much. I really don't. 
Yeah, uh, between country rules, I don't understand them, and I I feel like they're way more complicated than they have to be. Absolutely. So, um, but so and but so over there within the UK, um, do you find that it's parents kind of reaching out and wanting to help the kids, or do kids know about this through other kids? Like, how does it spread around? Um, it, it's it's. Um that's a very good question it's kind of organically growing um it started off um really i started off playing the game and playtesting the game with a few teachers and they sort of spread the word because um they really liked the game and it's very flexible and, and it could be adapted so it kind of there was a few schools got in contact with me some teachers and, and, and they started buying it um and that's where it kind of started. And then I got it into a few board game shops. And one of the shops I got it into, they happened to take games into school and play them in schools. They also happened to, to run um, uh, an awards system for best family game, best numeracy game, uh, and player's choice game at a UK Games Expo here in the UK in Birmingham, which is about in the middle of the country. Um, so it, it won. It was, I was very lucky that it won some awards with them. That got it a bit of PR and uh, traction. And um, then it got also taken up by an online educational retailer called Bright Minds. And um, they took it on about uh, October last year and it became their best selling maths game over the Christmas period and from that it ended up going into one of the newspapers The Independent over here uh, as one of the top ten educational toys uh, and it really took off from that so it is quite popular I've got a lot of parents who buy it to play with their kids which is great because I think parents should play games with their kids as much as they can right family uh, game night you know sit down spend some time yeah uh, absolutely yeah I think it's fantastic and it's a great introduction to a, a new style of board game as well because it's not like uh, Snakes and Ladders and Monopoly and things like that yeah. it's um, it's a different style of game Why don't, can you take me through that actually what it's like to sit down and play I mean it's, you're saying it's a different style so it's not you know I, I assume it's not dice and moving a piece like what are what are you actually doing Besi aside from teaching that secretly <laughs> teaching them the math yeah well it, it's kind of a bit it's got its roots in kind of video games funnily okay. enough because okay. inspiration for it was a game like Space Invaders or the more modern equivalent of Plants vs Zombies oh, where right. you have you have a, a a row of enemies that move closer every okay. turn so it basically has a row of cards that start on the top. You roll dice. You use the dice to match numbers on the cards and remove them. Uh, essentially, that's it. And then once everybody's had a go, any uh, cards that haven't been removed move down and a new row come in. So in terms of that sort of Space Invaders analogy, it's, it's very much like that. Um, and then the other inspiration was a game called Shut the Box, which is a pub game over here where you roll dice and you use them to make numbers on the lid of a big wooden box, which, you sh which is divided into sections, which you shut one at a time. And the idea is to shut all the sections and shut the box. Right, okay. So um, those are the... It's a strategy game. It's a strategy game. Uh, it's cooperative. So uh, rather than everybody playing against each other, they play together. So everybody plays against the zombies. 
and everybody wins or loses together. So it's a real family game in that sense. And it's a very good team game. And it teaches lots of different cooperative skills and team skills as you play it. That's excellent. That sounds really nice. Um, can I ask what, where the, in, not the inspiration behind the game play, but the, to create a board game yourself, where did that idea come from? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it came from um, my kids, believe it or not, who were oh, right. struggling with their maths at school. And um, I had one child in particular who's quite maths adverse. And what I wanted to do was help her. And I looked in shops for products that would help her and I couldn't find anything. And as soon as she saw, thought that anything was to do with maths, she would just not engage with it at all. So I thought, well, if I could create a fun way to get her to apply and practice her maths without her realising what she was doing, that would be brilliant. Uh, and that was the inspiration for the game. That's excellent. And so do you just have the one child? Just wondering, because I'm picturing now like a family coming together and playing this game. Yeah, well, I, have, um, I have three children. Two boys, oh, see, two that's boys great. Yeah, yeah. So. That's great. So you guys can really sit down and, do, and play. Well, they're, they're, the game's taken so long to develop that they're now quite, they're, oh. they're old enough to come into schools with me and play the game in schools. So that's they what we do. Room. No, that's good. That's great. So they're your perfect little um, assistants when you're doing like a demo or something. <laughs> they're brilliant, actually, and they're incredibly supportive. And they, uh, they love the zombie theme as well. Now, yeah, that's that's kind of the big thing is the zombie theme. Now, where where did you get that idea? Because not not that it's not on every screen that we have now where there's something zombies, but uh, I see and this different country thing that kind of helps me too because I you're the first person I've talked to outside of um, North America. Yeah, and, and um, I, is is uh, you know the Walking Dead and all the big things that are popular here are they popular? As much over there? Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. In fact, um, my mates and I, we got into the Walking Dead comics before the TV series came out. So, um, yeah, yeah it's obviously huge over here. I think they're huge everywhere. I'm not quite I, sure why, but they are. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the kind of my thing here is, you know, I'm wondering that. And I'm seeing them spread across so many different types of things. You know, one of the, one of the things I try to do is reach out and seek out different... Um, in a different vein, zombie thing. So, like, a zombie board game is one thing, and then the fact that it's for kids is another thing. And the fact I, that it's played yeah. in schools is another right. thing. Right. <laughs> and it's just so widely accepted as, you know, kids grow up, and I'm not, you know, I don't have any yet, knock on wood, but, you know, but um, I think we're in a world now where kids that are even, you know, three, four, five years old, they... Uh, just inherently know what a zombie is, and that's kind of weird to me. It's weird to me as well. It's, yeah, it's, it is. It is odd. It is odd. I can tell you where the theme came from. Again, that was my daughter because right. um, originally we were developing a pirate game. Okay. She was well into pirates, and um, she got into this program on the telly called Zombie Hotel. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, it's like a, a cartoon for kids. Okay. And uh, she got totally into this. And um, so I started thinking about you know, wrapping this game up in a, in a zombie theme. And it just sort of fitted perfectly with different elements of the game, the gameplay, different processes, different uh, gameplay mechanics. It just slotted together beautifully. 
So, for example, in the game, you've got um, survivors that you start off with, and you have to try and amass more survivors uh, by the end of the game. And the more survivors you, you can save, the better you score. But if zombies, as they move down the board, reach your barricade, they will grab survivors and eat them, <laughs> as, as they do. But, um, yeah, there are just so many layers to this game, so many layers that worked perfectly with that theme. It just all sort of came together. That's just so, I don't, it's so different to see, to see a board game. I mean, we're, I, myself, I'm used to the plain, you know, roll a dice or, or draw something or, I don't know, something very, like, there's one thing that you have to do. Yeah. And I've never, I don't think I've played a, a board game that involved, um, any sort of outside thinking or, or, uh, like I said, other than Hooked on Phonics, which I never even played, but I, it's such a clear comparison, and I'm actually so glad that you don't know about that game because mm. that shows that you didn't try to copy it. You know what I mean? I didn't know that until I asked you that, so I'm glad that you didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, um, no, I sort of really only had... Uh, I, don't, I don't really play board games, or I didn't used to. I do now. I've got into quite a lot of different board games now, and there's some absolutely fabulous ones out there. And uh, quite a few of them are zombie ones as well, which is quite interesting. So there is this um, zombie culture in board games as well. Yeah. Uh, which, um, you know, was, uh, was, is, is very interesting. Uh, but I can talk about some of those games um, a bit later if you like. Um, well, I'm I'm looking here. I'm on your website, and I'm looking at the the cute little characters that are here. Um, the illustrations. You said that you were into the Walking Dead um, graphic novels, the comic books you were into. Yes. So did that have any inspiration for that? I mean, those are not the same kind of zombies at all. But they're not. So, they're not right. These no. are cute. <laughs> <laughs> they are, and. Um, you know they're quite they're quite fun these guys. In fact, when you get the game, you get two different styles of zombies, two different illustrative styles. Oh, okay. One of which, which is more, um, do you know of an illustrator called Quentin Blake? Have you heard of him? I can't say I have. No. I did a lot of Rod Dahl's um, illustrations for his children's books. Mm. Very sort of sketchy, quite sort of bizarre, sort of pen and ink kind of things. Almost sort of like uh, quite Tim Burton esque. I would okay. say. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that sort of style. I've got one illustrator, and he's, um, he's totally mad on pirates and zombies. Uh, uh, so he's illustrated up some pretty gory zombies. So we're talking about zombies with guts spilling out, half the heads blown off, really quite sort of... You know, but they're still done in a, in a way that makes them, I would say, quite approachable and not scary. Okay. But they're quite horrific. Oh, I think they are. Yeah. Um, but we've also got this very friendly sort of uh, almost manga style, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, they're just, and I, I don't know, you know, the ones I'm looking at, let's say on the front page of the of your cityofzombies.com, yeah. the ones at the top there, and, and you got one that looks like a, a Mars Attacks, it looks like it, I'm not sure. Yeah, but no, very much, very much yeah. inspired by Mars Attacks, because the, the story behind the game is that aliens have actually landed, and they're zapping the humans in the city and turning them all into zombies. Oh, okay, okay. So that's where the zombies are coming from. 
Okay, so you do so you address the origins of the zombies in the game. I like that too. Yeah, well, you thought of a lot. And um, you can actually fight the aliens, the alien zombie masters. You can fight them in the game, and they do things like there's a rescue plane that comes that uh, is coming to rescue you. And as the zombies move down the board towards you, so does the rescue plane. Well, if you're playing with the zombie master when he's out and in play, he will actually stop the plane from moving. So they have this kind of influence on the game as well. So when they're out, they're quite tough to get rid of. Uh, so you want to get rid of those quickly. And is this good for all? I mean, I'm reading it a little bit here, you know. But is it good? Like, what, what would you say the age range would be? Well, initially, when I launched it, I said eight years and up because I was playing it in schools, playtesting it in schools. I didn't really playtest it with younger kids. So I was playtesting it with um, what we call sort of key stage three and four, which is sort of seven, eight, nine, tens. Um, and really, um, so when it launched, I put uh, eight-year-olds on it. But then I was going around quite a lot of schools, and um, one school, I think, didn't quite realise who I was and what the game was. And I got booked into reception year, which are five- and six-year-olds. So here I am with this zombie game playing. <laughs> to play yeah. five and six year olds and it's you know it's pure mental maths so I sat down with them and um, I normally teach a, I can do a whole class of 30 kids at once but with this we can you have about six kids playing each game so I sat down with a table of five and six year olds to play this game with them and um, it's very flexible so you you can adapt the deck of zombies that you're playing with to suit the age of the kids so I was playing with basically zombies that are numbered 1 to 12 mm -hmm. and then I threw in some zombies that are perfect squares so that's that's numbers that you can reach just by squaring a number very simply so uh, for example 16 which is reached if you roll a 4 you can square 4 or power it up 4 times 4 is 16 if you roll a 5 5 times 5 is 25 6 times 6 is 36 so we, we have those numbered zombie cards in there which we can add into the basic deck which teaches kids about squaring so I thought well I'll stick those in so, uh, you know and get them doing that so we sat down and, and they can add and subtract and then I think a zombie dog came out and a zombie dog is 25 and they were all like oh oh wow 25 how are we ever going to get that mm -hmm. I said oh don't worry it's dead easy you can power up your dice you just do that like this so if you roll a 5 you can do 5 times 5 so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. So they got that. And then they worked out that they could, if they rolled a three, they could power that up to hit a nine. And, and you know, they were quite happy. They didn't know what they, they didn't know they were doing squaring and stuff. Right. Like that. They're, just, they're just doing it. You know, they're just powering up dice. So, um, you know, they, they got it and they could do that, it. And that's worked, so nice. Like, oh, yeah. It's so nice that it catches on because I, um, for a brief time, I was a tutor. I was a children's tutor. So I. Um, oh, what did you just, Independently, um, there's a, a online company on here. I don't want to not affiliated with them anymore, yeah. so I don't want to put them into oh, the podcast. Cool. But you know, uh, parents could search in the area and um, and hire a tutor, and I would list my skills. And uh, it was a good it was a good site because the site actually um, gave me tests to evaluate whether or not I was really good in that area. And they if I was they would list it under my skills and if I was not uh parents who searching for that would not I would not show up because I was not validated anyway uh I did have a couple of students that I had to do math with and I would sit there and draw out the times tables like a million times and try to go 
and I hope I'm not being too dense, but do you guys have the times tables? <laughs> we do. We, we okay. tend to focus on the 12 times table. But, right, right, uh, yeah. yeah. We have it from 1 to 12, yeah. yeah. So I would sit there with her, and she was about, oh, I think she was 7 or 8 years old, the, the girl I was working with. And yes. I would go over this a million times. And, you know, I'm not a professional teacher. I'm not a tutor. I just did this kind of on the side. So I was finding it really hard to find something that would break through and make it stick. Yeah. You know, there's nothing fun about math if you don't want to do it and if it doesn't come naturally to you. No, no, absolutely. So I think it's so it's so cool that I, I hate to say you're tricking them, but oh, I am. you're I am, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you are. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, and then the icing on the cake is is the fact that they're fighting zombies. Yeah. That's what they love. They just go, oh, a... "This is great." You you play it in a class of 30 kids and you say to them, "Okay, what are you doing?" And um 28 of them, 29 of them will say, we're fighting zombies, and one of them will say, we're doing maths. Right. One so of them don't really, knows what's going on. Yeah. And, and, and if they do, the ones that don't like maths don't really care they're doing maths because the trade-off is they're playing a game and they're fighting zombies. So that's not doing maths, is it? No, exactly. No, that's, that's just so nice. I really I like that there's something out there that involves... Zombies and uh, for for a cause, for education. Absolutely. And the thing about this game is that, although it's a maths game, and the thing I hated about maths when I was at school is the fact that they say, right, here's the problem, solve it, what's the answer? And there is only right. one answer, isn't there? Right. So your chances are, if you're like me, you get it wrong. And if you get it wrong often enough, you think, well, I'm no good at this, am I? Because I can't get it right. Yeah. They're, and then they're, there's well, a I don't whole... doing it. Yeah, and then there's a whole thing in kids that I've seen, too, that when they're repeatedly told, no, it's wrong, no, it's wrong, they're just going to shut off to it completely yeah. and say, no, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, exactly. Well, this this game has got loads and loads of maths in it, but very rarely are the kids wrong because it's not about getting one right answer. It's about lots and lots of different possible permutations. So it stops being about getting a right answer and it becomes about can your brain work out all the different ways to get to all these different things? Right. It's more about how rather than what you come up with. It's about how you get there. Yeah. Yeah. And normally, you know, there's, there's several different answers that are right and there's something they can do. So it's a fantastic confidence builder as well. So um, just another question, just about the game. Um, when, when you're playing, and I guess... Everybody who's playing is a survivor, correct? Nobody could be the zombies. That's not how it works. You're a hero. You play as a hero. Okay. As and a you're hero. trying to rescue survivors. So do you get to choose your little characters? I'm looking here. I see uh, Granddad. I see Louis, Joe. You know, Are these all just people that you can choose to be? Exactly. And okay. Each, and each, so there are 20 heroes that come with the game. Uh, ten of them are girls. Ten of them are boys. So because I was designing this for my daughter and I wanted her to play it with her friends... I was very careful about making sure there were lots of strong, really cool female characters in there. So you've got the, you've got Maddie, who's like a computer geek, you know, who's, a, who's beating off the zombies with a computer with keyboard. With a keyboard, I see. It's <laughs> great. You know, and you've got, um, God, you've got cheerleaders, you've got uh, mascots, you've got, you know, all sorts. Scientists. They have, they have some special special moves. They do some. Specialisations. Yeah, each each hero has a special ability or a special move that they right. can pull off, and um, yeah, so they, you can use that to get you out of a tight spot if you're getting overrun by zombies. And I suppose the more 
survivors that you unlock, the stronger your team becomes? Is that not really? No, no. Oh. Um, survivors are, mi- are, are purely a scoring mechanism. Oh, they're just they're just people. Okay. Yeah, you get they're just whoever. What I've learned is there's all this sort of board game terminology since I've done this game and <laughs> yeah. I've got into board games myself. So there's a whole just a whole sort of vocabulary to describe different things that happen in a board game or when you're playing a card game or something like that. So um, the survivors in this case, um, the more survivors you can save when the game finishes, if you survive the game and survive the the zombie attack, uh, then you get points for the number of survivors saved and they're called victory points. So um, the more survivors you can save, the more victory points you get uh, the higher you score at the end of the game. You can, you can still win the game if all your survivors get eaten. You only lose the game if your barricade gets overrun by zombies. Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. So you can, everyone can essentially be eaten and they can still not feel so bad. The yeah, 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 they love it. They, I mean, I've played with the very young kids. I don't say, oh, and your survivors get eaten by the zombies. I just say, well, they get scared away. They run away. Oh, okay, okay, so, that's... <laughs> you don't want to give anybody nightmares, you know. I play in a lot of. Um, we have uh, the Church of England school, C of E schools over here, so I, they buy it and play it in their in their schools. So um, you know, I've I've not really had any schools say I don't really want to play this because it's zombies. I've had one teacher that said I wouldn't buy it and I wouldn't play it with my kids because I don't like zombies, and I've had one parent say mm. I won't let my kids have anything to do with zombies. But everybody else just goes as soon as you say it's zombies, they go, oh, the kids will love that, won't they? Yeah, let's let's just get with the popular opinion here. I mean, like I was saying before, kids now growing up know what zombies are. I mean, they just know because they're around. Yeah. And when when I was young, when I was five, six, seven, you know, that young, I don't think I had any uh, any care about zombies. I don't think I don't think I even knew what they were back then. No. But, you know, they certainly weren't on board games, and that was way before any of these shows and movies came out. So. So when you're going against something, you know, those those one-off parents that are just going against the idea, it's kind of silly because they're going to find out eventually and the kids are probably going to like them. So yeah, yeah. you might as well just get with it. And it's interesting because some of the reactions I've had from kids when I played it, you know, I played with the sort of what I would call the, the more child-friendly zombies, which are the more kind of the ones that don't have much blood. They have sort of bits of brains, you can see, and uh-huh. ribs sticking out, but there's no blood on them. And they're not carrying any weapons like uh, chainsaws, which would have been really cool, or shotguns, yeah. because that's a big no-no in schools. And I want this to be played in schools because I want it to help kids who are struggling with maths as well as kids that love maths. But so I had to be quite sensitive about what I what I did. I think it's great that the schools are even an option because I know over here, especially especially in New York City, I mean, um, the school system is kind of hard to break into it's kind of I think it's rigor like I think it's rigorous and they're and they're very tight about what is okay in classrooms and what is not so Mm. the idea of of even um teachers over there accepting it into the class and saying hey guys let's take a break and play this game um I think that's great and and it's so they're lucky (laughs) I'd want to say that the kids are lucky that they even get it because we would have never got anything like this no no I mean yeah, it's a it's a it's a strange one, isn't it? It's a strange one. I think te- the, any teachers that have been sort of reticent about it, when I've shown them the game and how it works, they just go, "Oh, you know, this is great. I just do it. I'll do it." Yeah. 
Uh, and the fact that you've got you can take out the really gory zombies. Uh, right, and they're, they're right. not realistic, you know, they're not like the Walking Dead zombies, right, right. Uh, which I think, uh, you know, would <laughs> scare the living daylights out of any child. Yes, yes. Well, I've got into primary schools over here and they go, oh, yeah, I watch the Walking Dead. I love it. And you just think, really, you know, you're like eight years old. You know, I don't uh, my kids watch it. <laughs> that's but, not meant for you yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But uh, pace yourself. <laughs> but, well, there you go. it seems great. And I, I wish that. I wish that I could be young again and be raised in the UK and have the <laughs> chance to play this game because um, it, seem, it seems like a great idea. And just to end it up, because, you know, we're coming up on time, just to end it off on kind of a funny note, I always try to get an opinion from a person that I'm interviewing. And you had mentioned in your uh, description of the game that uh, – the origin was aliens come and turn people into zombies. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yes. So, and that's how in this game universe, that's how the apocalypse starts. Exactly. Yes. So how do you think you, Matthew, how do you think that it would start really in real life if it were going to happen? What a real one. Yeah. Just, just, you know, out of the blue. I don't know if you've had any thoughts about it at all. How would it happen? There's so many different films out there with so many different ways. I know, I know. But that's a really good question, a really good question. I think it's going to be a a biological weapon that's been developed that gets out there, like Ebola. But obviously you come back. So we've developed this. I think we bring it on ourselves. Okay, well, well, that's basically humanity. That's what we do now anyway. (laughs) That's our show, episode four. Matt Tidbury, great guy, sounded awesome. I mean, you could hear in his voice, he was just really easygoing, really nice, and uh, really believed in his purpose with that game. I mean, he did it, he created it for his daughter, and he plays it with his kids now, and they, they help him promote it, and it's spreading throughout the UK. I hope it, it works out. I hope, you know, he gets, you know, whatever paperwork and, and all that stuff sorted out to bring it to the U.S. and elsewhere because I think it's really great. I could really help kids. Um, you know, we see them struggling all the time with math. I mean, as adults, we struggle with math too. Just, just some of us aren't as sharp at it. You know, somebody's asked you for spare change or to split a bill, and you know, how quickly can you really split the bill in your head between you and your five friends? Uh, uh, what do I owe? Uh, no, ten, twelve. Uh, ugh. you know, it's just something that we should be sharper at as people because we really do use it. All right, I'm not advocating math. (laughs) I'm advocating the game. The game sounds really fun. And just as a side note, he did send me a copy of the game, Matt. Thank you for that. Uh, I haven't received it yet, though, because, I don't know, I guess shipping across oceans and across countries is a tricky thing, and I haven't gotten it yet. But when I do, I'll be sure to take a bunch of pictures of it and, you know, play it, of course, and just tell everybody how great it is. I'll probably get to that. Hopefully I get it, you know, before next week when the next episode goes up. Uh, and that's it. I hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you again next week. Bye. Bye.